Social Ventures Australia brings you this podcast from the SVA Quarterly, the leading management publication for the social sector in Australia. Hi, I'm Rebecca Thomas from SVA's Impact Investing Team. I've recently spoken to a few organisations who have raised capital through SVA. We talked about their experience with impact investing. All organisations, social purpose or otherwise, get to a point in their life cycle where external funding is needed to enable them to grow further and increase their impact. Mainstream banks and financial institutions, traditionally the first point of call for this funding, is not an option for many social purpose organisations. Tasmanian aged care provider Glenview Community Services was looking to construct a new dementia care centre to be called Karanji. Based on an innovative care model pioneered in Holland, it would be the first of its kind in Australia. Overseas research has shown that the care model can have transformative health benefits. Having approached SVA for potential financing, Glenview CEO Lucio Flaherty was surprised with the initial discussions. The thing that really impressed me was that, a, to be blunt, a bunch of financiers were interested in what it meant for aged care services, what it meant for the life of an individual living with dementia, what it meant for someone who's, as a family member, you were making the, the horrible and often traumatic decision of having to remove someone from their home and actually say aged care is now the safest place for you. So the financiers were able to understand what we were trying to do from an altruistic perspective in terms of care and compassion, as well as being able to help us to unpack financial what does this mean? What is the best way to approach this? What is the most reasonable proposition to be able to put forward um, that was workable for both social ventures as well as workable for Glenview? I've worked in the community services sector for about 25 years in Australia and I come from the corporate sector in, in the UK prior to that. So I've worked with banks for many, many years um, and often it's much more of a cut and dried conversation and it is about margins, it is about returns, it is about all those technical aspects of it. I was expecting that to be the core of the conversation. I was fascinated that it became the periphery of the conversation, that the conversation was centred around why do something different, what is the benefit of doing something different and that was the social impact that was more important than the dollars. As well as seed funding of $3 million from the Commonwealth Government, Glenview is constructing Karanji using a $19 million loan provided through Hester's Social Impact Investment Trust that SVA manages. Karanji is a new project for Glenview and the care model is as yet untested in Australia. It is organisations or projects like this, without a track record, especially financial, that find it hard to attract mainstream funding. In these cases, impact investing may well fill the gap. Jeremy McLeod is an architect and one of the founding members of the Nightingale Housing Project in Melbourne, a social purpose organisation bringing a new model of financially sustainable, affordable housing to market. I guess as an architect working in Melbourne over the past 20 years, it's been quite disheartening to see a city under siege from property development as investment rather than housing being built for the people of the city. So Nightingale was imagined and created as a, as an entity to be able to deliver housing, not speculative product for profit. Seven architects banded together to create Nightingale One, which was the first of the Nightingale projects. And we decided that if we're going to do housing, it had to be triple bottom line. It had to be sustainable. It had to be uh, financially transparent. Um, it had to be 
affordable, it had to build community, it had to be livable. So if you think about, you know, our triple bottom line was sustainability, community, and financial transparency or financial affordability. We needed $6 million for construction. And what we were after was a very specific type of construction finance. So we would never have been able to secure a mainstream finance purely through the function that we'd made a decision to cap our profit to deliver more affordable housing. The need for non-standard financing resulted in a syndicate of impact investors, Social Enterprise Finance Australia, also known as CIFA, SVA, Christian Super and a private philanthropist. Together, they provided $6 million of debt financing for the project. We were able to bring SVA and CIFA through other buildings to see what we'd delivered in the past so they could touch and feel and understand what we were proposing and, and why. Once we knew that there was values and mission alignment, it, it seems like working through the commercial terms became relatively straightforward. They then understood why we were trying to do things differently and they were very supportive. I think that the fundamental difference is when you approach something like this, where there's values alignment, everyone is looking to find a way to make it work. So do we have to go through our due diligence? Absolutely. Do we need to make sure that we've triple-checked everything? Absolutely. Do we need to make sure that the project is de-risked? Absolutely. But are there innovative or unique ways of looking at things? Do we just, as soon as we hit you know, something that doesn't fit under a standard lending model, do we just shut it down and walk away? Or do we find a way to make it work? And what we found with CESA and with SVA and with Christian Super through this entire process was that this is a good thing. How do we find a way to make it work? Not how do we find a way to say no. So it was a very different approach to funding that I hadn't been exposed to. So what would Nightingale and Glenview say to another service organisation or non-profit about impact investing as a source of capital for a project? Uh, Well, I think that if that service organisation cares about what it is that they're doing and if they care about where their money comes from and if they care about what the outcome is going to be, I would say to them that it's a shared responsibility. It's not just us at the coalface doing the work. It's also about how do we fund that work. I would say to anyone that if you have a vision for what it is that you want to deliver but don't want to be bound to status quo financing requiring you to deliver status quo outcomes, then you need to find an impact investor that can understand your vision and understand why it's important that they would help that vision be realised. I would encourage social impact investment to other not-for-profits, um, not only because um, altruistically it's a good fit, it's it's the fact that we are a for-purpose sector. Um, social impact investment is for purpose. It is for a reason other than just financial. The financial benefits are significant in terms of it's much better rates, better terms, more flexible. It's a partnership. It's a relationship. It's not a contract. But the um, social impacts that are being looked at, there's additional value in that in terms of building evidence bases that no one wants to fund these days. And the fact that this implicit part of the relationship is a phenomenal value. If you would like to find out more, Glenview and Nightingale, as well as other organisations, share their experience of impact investing in more detail in the SVA quarterly article. Thank you for listening.
Related podcasts and articles can be found on the SVA Quarterly site, www.socialventures.com.au forward slash SVA hyphen quarterly forward slash. Thank you.